Subscribe to Tripod Talk Radio for conversations with veterinarians, oncologists, rehab therapists, and other experts discussing amputation for dogs and cats. Find more info, helpful care tips, and a free gift at tripods.com radio. Is a vaccine against canine cancer possible? Those working on the VAC study at three different veterinary teaching hospitals are determined to find out. Get complete details and find out how you can participate in this episode of Tripod Talk Radio. And scratching like a three-legged dog. For any tripod, cat or dog. Why do some vets do things that way? Why? So many people don't realize that their dogs are in pain. He's a three-legged dog and he's still pretty Hello, and thank you for listening to Tripod Talk Radio, episode number 87. This is the third of our four-part series sharing the complete, unedited audio from interviews we held with faculty members at UC Davis School of Veterinary Medicine on October 3rd, 2019. Watch all the video interviews from our visit on the Tripod's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash tripods, and find all Tripod Talk episodes, and let us know what you think of these full audio podcasts at tripods.com slash radio. Everyone would love to see a cancer vaccine. Well, the people behind the Vaccine Against Canine Cancer study, currently underway at three teaching hospitals around the U.S., are working hard to make that a reality. Renee sat down with Dr. Jenna Burton, who is leading the efforts at UC Davis. We'll learn all about the VAC study, how it works, and what it takes to participate. If you live near UC Davis in California, find out more at try.pet slash V-A-C-C dash U-C-D. Near Colorado State University, visit try.pet slash vac dash C-S-U. And in Wisconsin, please check try.pet slash vac dash U-W. And now, let's hear all about it from Jenna Burton, Director of the Veterinary Center for Clinical Trials at University of California, Davis. I'm Jenna Burton, and I'm a medical oncologist at the University of California, Davis. I'm also the Director of the Veterinary Center for Clinical Trials here. And uh, I research cancer treatments in pets uh, with the goal of one day improving quality of life and survival for all species affected by cancer. So can you tell us about the, the vaccine study that you're working on? Absolutely. Uh, the vaccine study, the VAC study, which is Vaccination Against Canine Cancer Study, is a really exciting project for us to be involved in. Um, this is a study um, that is um, being conducted at three sites, uh, UC Davis, Colorado State, and the University of Wisconsin. And we are evaluating a cancer preventative vaccine that's been developed by an investigator at Arizona State University. His name is Stefan Johnson. And um, this study is really kind of the first of its kind to prevent a wide number of cancers that occur in dogs and potentially people as well. So uh, what are the goals of this? So uh, this project, which is funded by the Open Philanthropy Project, is um, designed to see if we can reduce the incidence of cancer development in healthy dogs. And so we are enrolling dogs that are ages 6 to 10 years old that have never been affected by cancer. So dogs that are really healthy and feel good and still uh, living their best lives. 
And um, as part of this study, dogs will receive a series of vaccines initially given once every two weeks for four doses, and then they'll get a booster vaccine annually with some blood work visits about every six months. And the goal is to see if um, this is a randomized, placebo-controlled, and blinded study. So of the 800 dogs that are going to be enrolled in the study across all three sites, about half of them will receive the active vaccine, and the other half will receive a, a sham vaccine or a placebo vaccine. And um, our goal is to see if we have a reduction in the occurrence of cancer um, in the dogs that get the active vaccine versus the dogs, the 400 dogs that receive the sham vaccine. It's really the only way that you can test this, this scientific question appropriately. Uh, sometimes the, the thought of receiving a placebo vaccine is a downside for people, but I think uh, without having that really important control arm, we don't have a good sense of what the natural cancer occurrence rate would be in this patient population. And what is expected of the pet owner once a dog is accepted? So to qualify for the study, um, dogs need to have standard blood work, chest x-rays, and abdominal ultrasound to make sure that they don't have any cancerous processes that might be hiding and haven't manifested yet. And so that's part of the baseline screening, and, and those costs are actually paid for by the study. Um, and so if all those tests are really unremarkable, um, the owners are committing to bringing their dog in every two weeks for the first four vaccines, and then every six months for the next five years. Um, we ask that owners follow up with their primary care veterinarians for all their routine preventative health needs, their um, heartworm medications, their flea and tick preventative, their core vaccines, and we ask them to follow up with their primary care veterinarians um, if they are to develop any health issues along the way and keep us informed of that. Um, it's, a, it's a big project, and so we'll be engaged with those primary care um, veterinarians to make sure that we're getting all the health information. And um, additionally, owners need to be able to complete an online survey after each vaccination. And this is really going to help us assess the potential side effects or um, um, problems that dogs may experience after these vaccines to make sure that not only that it, that it works, that it decreases the incidence of cancer, but it's safe too. Are you targeting any or limiting any specific breeds or sizes or dogs typically prone to cancer or is it totally random? So another element of being included in the study is that um, it is restricted to breeds that have been shown to be more likely to develop cancer. And that could be cancer across the board um, or it could be development of a specific cancer. So I think of, in that case, Scottish Terriers, and they're really um, overrepresented in developing bladder cancer. Mixed breeds are one of the most common dogs that we see develop cancer, so we absolutely are seeing those. And a, and a full list of the breeds can um, be found at, at um, a website link that I'll, I can provide to you. Do the pet parents get screened out also? I mean, do they have to meet a certain criteria? Uh, the only criteria that we have for the owner versus the pet is that they keep us informed of health issues that their dog may be encountering, that they're willing to come to those appointments as scheduled. And then the big one is that they have to live 
within 150 miles of the, the study site. So unfortunately, this excludes a large number of people that are really excited about this, but um, hopefully with time and as other studies hopefully develop out of this project, there'll be other opportunities for those enthusiastic pet owners. And how many dogs are enrolled right now? Um, across all three sites, there are over, um, over 100 dogs of the 800 dogs. So enrollment just started earlier this summer. Um, we're really excited, and all three sites are still actively enrolling um, and recruiting patients. So if um, there are pet owners out there that are interested and live within 150 miles of UC Davis, Colorado State, or the University of Wisconsin, absolutely get in touch with that, that study site to see if you might be eligible to participate. Has the response been uh, surprising to you? Have you gotten a lot of enthusiasm? We have gotten a lot of enthusiasm. It's a... Uh, it's a sad fact of life that many of our pet owners have experienced cancer not only with their two-legged friends and family, but also with their, their personal pets, those, those family members with four legs. And so I would say most of the owners that have approached us about participating have had previous experiences with cancer in their pets. And they're really motivated by this amazing altruism to, to try to help find a way to prevent cancer um, from affecting not only their own pets, but other people's animals. How long is the overall study, and at what point would you actually expect to start seeing any sort of data? Yeah, so the, the study was anticipated to, um, we're going to follow these dogs for five years. If dogs develop cancer while they're on study, uh, the study does have a stipend to help um, help those owners either do further workup and staging or treatment of that pet's cancer. Um, once they develop cancer, the dogs are removed from the study, but we will continue to likely follow up with those owners about how their pet is doing after the cancer treatment. Um, but if a dog remains healthy and does not develop cancer, it has the potential of remaining on study for five years after it initially starts. Is cancer the only disease that would disqualify them? Uh, cancer is not the only disease that would disqualify them. Um, because we're looking at a vaccine and the immune system is really important for de uh, generating an appropriate response, um, the body's natural response, um, to be able to recognize um, early cancer cells in the future, we are excluding dogs that have a history of immune-mediated disease, um, so dogs with um, and dogs with Cushing's or hyperadrenocorticism are also excluded um, because sometimes they can have an impaired immune, immune system as well. Other exclusions include um, body weight. Dogs have to be at least 10 kilograms. Um, that's a lie. Nope. <laughs> there are other exclusions. Dogs have to be at least 5 kilograms, and some of that is just due to the um, volume of blood that is collected at some of the study visits. And um, the ability to collect those blood samples is really important for us to assess the body's um, immune response to the vaccine to make sure that it's doing what we anticipate in the body. Um, other exclusion would be a serious health problem that may prevent a dog from living another five years. And so things like advanced heart disease or advanced kidney disease, probably those dogs aren't a good fit for this study. What's in the vaccine, and are there risks other mm -hmm. than typical effects side effects? 
This vaccine is targeting um, new proteins that are expressed on cancer cells, and these are proteins or neoantigens that are not normally seen on regular healthy cells, but with some of the, the changes in the DNA that happen with um, cancer development, these new proteins are expressed on these cancer cells. And so this vaccine is um, allowing the immune system to tar target and attack these cancer cells at a much earlier stage of development, kind of priming the immune system. Side effects with the vaccine, um, what we've seen to date and what we anticipate are going to be some of the common side effects that, that we may experience with vaccination. So um, some of the vaccinations are intramuscular. So if you've ever had a flu shot, um, you know that you may have some muscle soreness that may make it hard to raise your arm the next day. Usually it's pretty self-limiting. We may complain about it for 24 hours or so, um, and, but normally it goes away uneventfully. We are looking for changes at the vaccine site. So redness or scabbing or swelling. Um, I think probably the most serious side effect that we are on high alert for um, that we don't expect to happen, but I think we need to keep an open mind that it could happen, is the development of uh, autoimmune disease that we accidentally stimulate the body's own immune system so then it begins to attack the body's own normal cells. I think that possibility is very small, um, but we are informing all owners in the informed consent process that, that this is something that, that is not out of the realm of possibility. And when might we expect to hear updates on how things are going? Will it be released all at once at the end of the five years, or will you kind of put things out there? So um, this study takes a long time. Um, it's, it's prospective research, and so one of the things that um, you know, unfortunately needs to happen for us to know whether this vaccine is working or not is that animals need to develop cancer or not. And so um, we don't know the timeline at which that will happen. There is a planned inter interim analysis of the, the study data about halfway through the, the study timeframe. Um, and if that's encouraging, that will likely move forward other, other, um, other studies. So we unfortunately may have to be patient for, for a bit of time before we start to get some early results. And if it is determined that it's been successful in preventing cancer, could this someday be available in mass everywhere? I think that's one, uh, so one of the exciting things about this project is um, the opportunity to work with Dr. Johnson, whose vision is to find strategies to prevent cancer that are um, cost-effective and, and widely available. Um, and so while we're looking in dogs right now, um, if this is successful, then absolutely developing this into a cancer therapeutic vaccine that you would potentially get along with your core vaccines um, at your primary care veterinarian. But there's also excitement if it is promising in dogs then evaluating a similar vaccine in people as well would be a huge step um, to, to really benefit across species. And I don't mean to leave out the cat owners for right now, but um, you know, I think there are obviously other species that develop cancer that um, it would be amazing to investigate a cancer preventative vaccine for as well. Many thanks to Dr. Burton and everyone working so hard on this important study. Watch all the video interviews from our visit to UC Davis at youtube.com slash tripods. 
Stay tuned for more complete audio from our discussions with other faculty members and find all Tripod Talk Radio podcasts at tripods.com slash radio. He's a three-legged dog and he's still pretty good. Three-legged dog. Thank you for tuning in. Subscribe to Tripod Talk Radio for more pet amputation tips from experts and claim your free gift just for listeners at downloads.tripods.com slash podcast.